You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. We're so glad to have you with us this Thursday. We're going to have a great time in the Word today. Tag a friend, let them know that we're live. I believe it's going to be a blessing. We have been teaching on Toxic Relationships 101. This is a nine-lesson series, and guess what? This is our final lesson. This is lesson number nine. And I trust that it's been a blessing to you. Now, listen, there were several things we wanted to accomplish with this series. Some people just need to get out of some bad relationship. That's why Jesus says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't give that which is holy to dogs. Some people don't want to hear the word. They don't want to repent. They don't want to change. And so you have to make a decision. And we wanted to help you to make a decision. Now, I'm not a professional counselor, so I encourage you to get counseling, uh, Make sure that that you talk to somebody that can talk to you in an in-depth fashion. But we also wanted those of you who have great relationships, whether it be friendships or marriage, to evaluate and be grateful for what you have. When you listen to how people struggle, it should make you uh, thankful for your relationship and continue to invest in it. So in this last lesson, because we spent eight weeks talking about controlling and selfish relationships, and last session we talked about boundaries, in this session, we're gonna really be dealing with the theme of vision. And my subtopic is what you see is what you get. That's a good topic. What you see is what you get. What do you see in your relationships? What you see is what you get. My background text is Proverbs 29, verse 18. I want to look at it in the good good word translation, and then I want to look at it in the Message Bible. Proverbs 29, verse 18, in the good word translation, it says, without prophetic vision, People run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. That's a good translation. Without prophetic vision, people run wild, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. Now, you know, the traditional version says where there's no vision, the people perish. Then in the Message Bible, I like the Message Bible in Proverbs 29, verse 18. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over the themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. I want to read that to you again. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Another background text is Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 through 15 and verse 17 in the New King James Version. This is after Abraham 
establish a boundary. Remember, we talked about boundaries last week, and he separated himself from Lot. Listen at this. The 14th verse says, And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you see, I give to you all the land you see. You got to look from the place where you are and all the land you see, God says, I give to you. And then in the 15th verse and 17th verse, he says, arise and walk in it, walk in the land through the, its length and its width, for I give it to you. Now notice God says, I want you to lift up your eyes, Abram, and look from the place where you are. Look eastward and westward, northward and southward. And he says, all the land that you see, he says, I, I give it to you. Then he says, arise and walk in the land. You're not going to experience the land until you first see it. So we're talking about what you see is what you get in relations to relationships. So let's look at the law of vision. The law of vision states, if you can't see it, you can't have it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. That's the law of vision. If you can't see it, you can't have it. And if you can't see it, it's unlikely that you will experience it. If you can't see it, it's unlikely that you will experience it. Now, for seven weeks, we were talking about unhealthy relationships. So I want to summarize everything we've been teaching about. What does an unhealthy relationship look like? And then we're going to get over into what we really want you to see, what a healthy relationship look like. So let's talk and summarize all the things that we've said. What does an unhealthy relationship look like? Well, number one, intensity. Look at the intenseness of the relationship. Intensity is when someone expresses very extreme feelings, over-the-top feelings, behavior that feels overwhelming, too demanding, too needy too demanding, too needy. Intensity is too intense, if you allow me to say it that way. It's overwhelming. It's demanding. Number two, possessiveness is when someone is jealous to the point where they try to control your decisions, your actions, your emotions, and who you spend your time with. Possessiveness is a signal of an unhealthy relationship. Isolation, number three, is when someone tries to keep you away from family, friends, and other people. An unhealthy relationship. Number four, belittling, is when someone does or say things that make you feel bad about yourself. That's an unhealthy relationship. Guilting, number five. Some call this gaslighting. It's when someone attempts to make you feel responsible for your actions or make you, 
make you feel responsible for their actions or make you feel like it's your job to keep them happy. They are guilting you, gaslighting. They want you to feel responsible for their actions, and they want you to feel responsible for making them happy. Number six, we're talking about what does an unhealthy relationship look like? Number six, deflecting responsibility is when someone repeatedly make excuses for their unhealthy behavior. It's when someone repeatedly make excuses for their unhealthy behavior. They're, They're They're deflecting responsibility, deflecting. Number seven, sabotage. You know that you're in an unhealthy relationship when they're sabotaged. That's when someone purposely ruined your reputation, your achievements, or your success. Number eight, we're talking about what an unhealthy relationship look like. Volatility. Volatility is when someone has a really strong, unpredictable reaction that makes you feel scared, confused, or intimidated. Volatility is when someone has a really strong, unpredictable reaction. You don't know how they're going to react, and it makes you feel scared, confused, and intimidated, and you should never feel scared in a relationship. You should never be confused in a relationship. You should never feel intimidated in a relationship. Number nine, betrayal. Betrayal is when someone is disloyal or acts in an intentional, dishonest way. Betrayal is when someone is disloyal or acts in an unintentional, dishonest way. And then number 10, avoidance. Avoidance is when someone refused to communicate or deal with conflict situations. They just won't communicate with you. They don't want to deal with a conflict situation. Those 10 things represent a summary of all that we've been saying in the last few weeks. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, an unhealthy, an unhealthy relationship. Well, you said, well, Mike, you kind of ran through those things there. You just kind of ran through those things. Well, listen, that's not what you want to see. We're talking about what you see is what you get. The law of vision says that if you can't see it, you can't have it. That's not what you want to see. We've talked about that for eight weeks. I just wanted to give you a summary of an unhealthy relationship. Now, here's what you should be seeing. You, I want you to visualize, because sometimes you can be in an unhealthy, dysfunctional relationship so long that you don't even know what healthy looks like. So I want to paint a picture We're going to look at 10 things again, but this is a healthy relationship. 10 things. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to confess it. I want you to believe God for it because 
we're going to look at what a healthy relationship looks like. What does a healthy relationship look like? Number one, a comfortable pace. P-A-C-E, a comfortable pace. When you're in a healthy relationship, you, you have a comfortable pace. What is that? In other words, the relationship is moving at a speed that feels enjoyable for each person. It's moving. You don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel pressured. Uh, It's just moving at a great speed. And both of you are enjoying the relationship enjoying the relationship. And if you're in a dating relationship, there's, you're not being pushed for marriage. You're not, it's not a, you got to get married now. You got to, no, no. In a healthy relationship, there's a comfortable pace, comfortable pace. You're moving in this relationship at a speed that you both enjoy and you're enjoying the time of relating to one another. Comfortable pace. Come on, say that. A comfortable pace. You know you're in a healthy relationship when there's a comfortable pace. A comfortable pace. Number two, what does a healthy relationship look like? What does a healthy relationship look like? Trust. There that word is, trust. You're confident that your partner won't do anything to hurt you or ruin the relationship. You're really confident. Trust. You're really confident that your partner won't do anything to hurt you. They're not. You believe with all your heart that they're not going to deliberately do anything to hurt you or ruin the relationship. You you have trust in that relationship. You trust it. You're not walking about in fear. Maybe I'm going to get hurt. Maybe that person going to let me down. No, when it's a healthy relationship, there is trust. I trust the person. My wife and I've been married for 43 years and I'm not walking around wondering if she's going to hurt me. I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe that she will hurt me. I don't believe that she will do anything to deliberately hurt me or ruin the relationship. I have trust in the fact that she wants this relationship to work. And whether it's a dating relationship, marriage relationship, whether it's you're teaming with someone, uh, there has to be trust. Healthy relationships have trust. When you don't have trust in a relationship and you're in fear, because once you fear is a signal that there's a lack of trust, there's a lack of trust. A healthy relationship always has trust. Number three, what does a healthy relationship look like? You cannot have it if you can't see it. You got to be able to see it where there's no vision. People perish. There's no prophetic vision. You got to be able to see it in order to have it. And what we want to do is just paint a picture of what a healthy relationship look like. Number three, honesty, honesty, a healthy relationship has honesty. Honesty is when you can be truthful and candid 
without fearing how the other person will respond. That's just part of it. But I want you to think about that honesty where you can be truthful and candid without fearing how the other person will respond and belief that the other person is committed to honesty too. Honesty. In a relationship, you gotta you gotta be able to say the hard things. You gotta be able to say the difficult things. And you need an environment where you can be honest. And when that relationship and I know many of you listening to me, you have good relationships. In that relationship, there's honesty. You can be truthful. You can be candid without fearing how the other person will respond. And you believe that the other person is committed to honesty too. You cannot have health in a, a relationship where there's lying and there's deception and even fear that if I say this, this is going to happen. So I can't say this. No, in a healthy relationship, you can be truthful. In a healthy relationship, you can be candid. In fact, the other person want you to be truthful and want you to be candid. Now, what does a healthy relationship look like? Number four, independence. Number four, independence. You have space to be yourself outside of the relationship. You have space to be yourself outside of the relationship. You do have something outside of this relationship. That person is not your whole world. And you have space to be yourself. That's a healthy relationship. If you can't be yourself, that's not a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship, there's independence. You have space to be yourself outside of the relationship. Number five, we're talking about what a healthy relationship looks like. Respect. There's always respect in a healthy relationship. In other words, you value one another's beliefs and opinions and you love one another for who you are, who they are as a person. I said that again. There's respect. You value one another's beliefs. You value one another's opinions and you love one another for who that person is. You love that person for who they are, who they are. That's respect. So we're halfway there. What does a healthy relationship look like? There's a comfortable pace. There's trust. There's honesty. There's independence. There's respect. And let's go to the second half. Number six, there's equity. There's equality. There's equality in the relationship. There's equality. Equality is when the relationship feels balanced. It feels balanced. Everyone, both partners, are putting the same effort in the success of the relationship. 
equality. You don't want to be in a one-sided relationship. You want a relationship that has equality, and that's what a healthy relationship look like. It's balanced. Each person in that relationship is committed to the same effort to the success of the relationship. Each partner is investing giving the same effort to make that relationship successful, equality. Number seven, kindness. Kindness is going to always pop up in any relationship. Kindness is when you are caring and empathetic toward one another and you provide comfort and support. You are caring, empathetic. You are caring, empathetic and you provide comfort and support. Everyone needs comfort sometimes. Everyone needs support. And in that healthy relationship, you're going to get it. You're going to get someone that cares about you, someone that's empathetic. You're going to get someone that will provide you with the comfort when you need it, provide you with the support when you need it. And can you imagine how two partners are both kind toward one another? You got heaven on earth. Number eight, taking responsibility. Healthy relationships, the partners take responsibility. That's owning your actions, owning your words. You did it. You said it. And you avoid placing blame and you're able to admit, admit when you're wrong. That's healthy. When you got healthy people, when you got insecure people, you got all kind of blame shifting all around. But when you got two individuals or partners or teams where people take responsibility, then people own their actions. They own their words. Yes, I did it. Yes, I said it. And they avoid placing blame and they're able to admit when they're wrong. In a healthy relationship, they're able to admit when they are wrong. So you see, in a healthy relationship, sometimes one or both partners are wrong. So we're not talking about a perfect relationship. But we're talking about a healthy relationship. We're not talking about a relationship where people don't miss it. They don't make mistakes, but they admit those mistakes. They take responsibility. We're not talking about a relationship where people don't say the wrong thing. Sometimes people say the wrong things, but you own your words. You admit that you said it. You admit that you made the mistake. Number nine is really... Uh, connected to number eight, healthy conflict in a healthy relationship, there will be healthy conflict. Say conflict. Yes, that's right. In other words, it doesn't matter. Let's use marriage for an example. Let's say God put you and your spouse together. You know that you're married to uh, your soulmate. This is the person you're supposed to be married to. Listen, you're going to have some conflict. You're going to have some conflict because when you bring personalities, different personalities, different backgrounds, different experiences to together, you're going to have conflict. 
So a healthy relationship is not a relationship that does not have conflict. But a healthy relationship is a relationship that has healthy conflict. Now notice, healthy conflict, what is that? Healthy conflict is when you openly and respectfully discuss issues and you confront disagreements non-judgmentally. Now that is a mouthful. That's a mouthful. So I got I got to stop right there. We almost to the end of this, but I got to stop right there. A healthy relationship is not a relationship that does not have conflict. A healthy relationship is a relationship that has healthy conflict. And healthy conflict is when you and your partner openly and respectfully discuss issues and confront disagreements non-judgmentally. Now, let's look at that. You openly and respectfully discuss issues. Okay. We're at an impasse on this team. We're at an impasse in our friendship. We're in an impasse in our dating relationship. We're in an impasse in our marriage. But we're going to deal with the conflict openly. We're not going to avoid it. We're not going to hide it. We're not going to shut each other out. We're not going to be mute. We're not going to silence the person out. And we're not going to lift our voice. We're going to be respectful. We're not going to do name calling and all that. We're not going to be blaming. We're going to openly and respectfully discuss the issues. That means I'm going to manage my tone. I'm going to manage my words. I don't have to shout. I don't have to holler unless the person uh, has a hearing problem. And most of the case, the person doesn't have a hearing problem. So you're going to lower your tone and you're going to openly discuss in a respectful way. In other words, I'm going to disagree. You're going to disagree, but you're going to do it in a respectful way. And you're going to confront disagreements non-judgmentally. In other words, we're not going to come out trying to win. You're not trying to win. You're not trying to overpower the person, have the person feel guilty and and you got them and and you won that. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We want to deal with the issues It's the issues that we want to resolve. When you bring the person in and you start saying you this and you that and you this and you that and you don't this and you don't do that, let's deal with the issues, the issues. We're going to talk about the issues and we're going to do it in a respectful way. Now, I have a proof text to show you that Conflict is a part of healthy relationships. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 through 3, in the King James Version, Ephesians 4, 2 through 3, it says, With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another, in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is writing to the church, 
to believers, Christians, faithful. And he says, this is how you have, how you handle conflict. He says with lowliness, that's humility and meekness. That means be teachable. And if you're teachable, you got to listen. And long suffering. That means to put up, to, to be long tempered. Not be hot tempered, not fly, fly off the handle. And then he says, forbearing one another. That means putting up with the weakness and shortcomings of other folk. In other words, God said, even though you say your spirit feel, we're going to have some weaknesses, we're going to have some shortcomings, and you have to forbear. And then you have to endeavor or work to keep the unity. He said, you got unity, you got to work to keep it. You got to work to keep it. But notice conflict is a part of it. And I used to think if you had a healthy situation, there would be no conflict. No, I learned better. You're going to always have conflict, even in healthy relationships, but you can have healthy conflict. Now, number 10, let's review. What does a healthy relationship look like? Number one, a comfortable pace. Number two, trust. Number three, honesty. Number four, independence. Number five, respect. Number six, equality. Number seven, kindness. Number eight, taking responsibility. And then number nine, healthy, conflict. And then number 10, fun. Three word, three letter word, F-U-N. When there is a healthy relationship, you have fun in that relationship. You have fun. I enjoy being with my wife. We have fun. We laugh each other. We joke with each other. But you should have some fun in that relationship. Fun. In other words, you enjoy spending time together and you bring out the best in each other. You just enjoy it. You enjoy in a healthy relationship is not forced. Oh, I got to do this. No, you have fun. You enjoy being with that person. If you're married, you should enjoy being with your spouse more than any other person. You enjoy that relationship. Fun. Now, we spent nine weeks, uh, nine lessons on toxic relationships one-on-one. I believe that... You've been blessed. You can always go back on our Facebook page, Faith Chapel Facebook page. You can always go to YouTube and review these lessons, listen at these lessons. But I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I trust that it's been a blessing. Uh, I uh, prepared a, a, a lesson series for our next series entitled Moving Past the Quit Zone. It's good is good. You're going to get blessed. Moving past the quit zone, we're going to talk about how to keep disappointment, discouragement, and depression from aborting your dreams and derailing you. Boy, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Listen, I'm so glad that you joined me today. I pray that you have success the rest of the week. Enjoy it, and I'll see you next time.